I know, I know, I know. I said this episode was gonna come out early, but sometimes life gets in the way of fun, and sometimes fun gets in the way of fun. And I was having so much fun with the hot weather this past week. Everyone else was pissed that their skin was melting off in the heat. And here I was, reveling in the pleasure the temperatures about 30 degrees Celsius brought me. I was also playing a lot of D&D. Thank God, because I really can't deal with the reality of 2020 right now. D&D is the perfect form of escapism. I also think that the Earth's DM didn't balance this year's encounter. And I feel like we haven't even made it to the final boss yet. Oh boy. Well, instead, let me try and distract you with the continuation of nice story. Well, if you wanna hear some waffle, all about a quaffle, there's a Quidditch talk for the elite. And if you wanna chat plenty about an app 20, we've got the indie, so just take a seat. Roll, beat, repeat. Roll, beat, repeat. Shall we do the whole previously on roll, beat, repeat spiel? I suppose it can't hurt. If you remember what happened previously, just skip ahead. Or simply, you know, enjoy the sound of my voice. So here we go. Previously on Roll, Beat, Repeat. Nye grew up in the tribe of Wood Elves where she learned all about the principles of nature. Soon, however, she started growing distant from the tribe when her dreaded nature first started to manifest. Upon leaving the tribe, she learned of a legend that spoke of an elven princess who was the only one who survived the destruction of an entire kingdom. The story mentioned that the royal family bore a mark of nature, which got Nye immediately convinced that she was the long-lost child as she had a birthmark in the shape of a tree on her shoulder. Such a discovery prompted her departure from the tribe and started off her adventuring life of tireless search of her family's fate. In the process, she teamed up with Madoc, Xerxes, Felix, Gull, and Glader. The newly formed party set out on a mission which was of the utmost importance. The future of the world was at stake. The threat of Tiamat, the Dragon Queen, returning onto the material plane is more real than ever before. During a particularly draining mission, the party finally made it to the lair of a green dragon they had been tracking. Before attacking the party, the dragon sniffed the air around Nye and said, Royal Elven Bloods, my favorites, and unleashed a cloud of poison on the party. So, that is where we left off last time. Excited to hear how this particular storyline ends? Cloud of poison and we all died. Nah, we didn't. I'm just kidding. With our combined awesomeness and some help from a mysterious figure, we were able to defeat the dragon and capture its rider. Turns out, the rider is one stylish motherfucker, a wood elf sporting purple hair. Guy didn't want to tell us much of anything, but we found his journal. Have you guys noticed how almost every big bad keeps a journal in D&D? So nice of them. Makes the life of the adventurer so much easier. Turns out his dad is, or was, a powerful political figure. Jackpot, I suppose. We caught a big fish. But also, oops, my faction didn't want him alive, cause that is cruel and not the natural way of life and so on and so forth. If anything, I was supposed to, um, you know, um, 
dispatch him? Well, if it wasn't for Roger, I would have been fine. Whoa, 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 Nikki, stop right there. Who the fuck is Roger? What are you talking about? And what the hell is going on? Ah, yeah, Roger. Roger is super important, you guys. Roger is a magical flying book that records everything we do because he has to fill up his pages with stories in order to break the curse placed on him so that he can turn back to his original form, whatever that may be. So now he's following us everywhere. So if it wasn't for Roger recording everything, I wouldn't have to pretend to try and kill this guy instead of having him captured. I didn't want to kill him, but my faction did. And I was trying to get on their good side because I wanted to climb the ladder, you know, wanted to get a promotion, you know. Anyway. So we took the green dragon rider back to Waterdeep. We let Dalk, the dickhead, go do his thing and we went to get some food. We rolled for it. It wasn't great, but not bad either. That's our thing. We roll for how good the food is. Every single time. And guess what happened next? You will never be able to tell. We were offered a deal with a devil. No, like a literal devil. Like we were offered a deal with a literal devil. We were approached by his subordinate called Lord Volmer who I, of course, immediately renamed Lord Voldemort, because that's just easier. It's not a joke or a good pun, I am aware, but it was just easier to remember. Anyway, he offered to help us in the fight against the Keld of the Dragon. After an extremely uncomfortable meal with this devil's subordinate dude person... Person? Well... We simply said we needed more time to decide and that we would let him know. Not like we're going to make a deal with a little devil. We are not a smart party, but we're not stupid. That following night, stuff happened. Probably the most exciting was what happened to Xerxes. He got Nigerian prince scammed. As in, send me money and I will give you a priceless gift kind of scam. Okay, fine. It was not a scam and he got a really cool bird and a really cool cloak out of it. But it sounded like one, so, you know, you can't blame me. Also, 5,000 gold pieces isn't little money, so, you know, a girl needs to be careful and watch out for her friends. The following day, we met Open Lord Silverhand, who is a lady, but still called a lord. Cool, eh? I love it. She reminded us that the Council of Metallic Dragons was waiting for us. Those are the good kind of dragons, not the Maripian half while breathing, insert damage type here, at you. A diplomatic mission. Great. Just fucking great. We suck at diplomacy and nice, extremely awkward in situations like the one that we are about to find ourselves in. But we had to do this. These dragons would be the single most powerful ally in our fight against Tiamat. Before leaving, however, Nai went to meet with her faction contact. Remember the guys who didn't want the green dragon rider killed? Those guys. So she met with Delan Winterhelm. Oh, yeah, Delan. Mm. Best stranger in the world. Uh, I guess except for Aelin Galen. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. So yeah, a really good ranger beautiful, beautiful wolf companion. 
super skilled, great looks, even though he's missing an eye, but it really doesn't matter. It's really not an issue for me. I mean, for Nye. He's a great, great guy. He's just perfect. He's fantastic. Ah, oh, Dylan. Anyway, remember Dylan. He will be important. Accompanied by the stunning silver dragon, Otarelia Carnos, or simply Elia, we set off on our journey to fuck up some diplomatic relations. It was actually a pretty cool flight. We got to chat with a silver dragon. The views were nice. The in-flight entertainment was average, though, and the food sucked. Trust me, we rolled for it. But it was peaceful until... You had to know that there was an until coming. That must have been obvious. Well, the until was a big black dragon that almost fucking killed us all. Elia recognized the dragon as Forag Hamanthar. Fucking dragon names, anyway. Forag Hamanthar is supposedly the fastest dragon. So yeah, we're screwed, because Elia is weakened by the draghorn, and Forag Hamanthar is made stronger by it. And that is not the end of it, okay? It fucking turns out that there isn't one, but two motherfucking dragons. Yup, that's right. Two black dragons. Two impossible to pronounce dragon names. So now, apart from Farahamanthar, we also have Werverendor. So anyway, we killed one of them and the other one recognized us for the force that we are and flew off. Yay! Can we fight more dragons instead of talking to them though? We really didn't think that this mission was going to go well. Apart from Felix, who probably thought he died and went to fantasy heaven because he is obsessed with dragons and couldn't wait to speak with more of them, and thought that this was the best thing ever. But the rest of us were hating the situation. We're not diplomats. So we get to the Council of Dragons and it was awkward. Boy, oh boy, it was so awkward. At least for Nye. She really tried, but it wasn't great. But hey, big surprise. Whatever we did and or said worked. We got them to agree to work with us. Yay! We can go back now. Oof, what a relief. But before going back to Waterdeep, we were to pick up some cultists with information about the cult of the dragon and deliver her to Xerxes' hometown of Silvery Moon. So once again, we mounted our wyverns, whose names were Bitey, Craigmander, and Hufflepuffy, and we were on our way to pick up said cultist. Not sad, like, like you know, the one that I meant. You, you get it. As soon as we entered the tavern from which we were supposed to pick her up, we realized it's a trap. There was an ambush waiting for us, and it was led by a kobold riding a golden elk. What? What? What the fuck? Well, uh, we were fighting, because that's what we do. But soon, Nai was shut out of her elemental form, and soon after that, she was knocked out. The rest of the party soon followed, with Glader being the last one standing. And this is where we end today. Cliffhangers, remember? I like them too much, and I need to keep you on the edge of your seat so that you keep coming back. 
So what will happen to Nye? How about the rest of the party? Will Glader be able to fight of the ambushers? I guess you will have to wait and see. Or not see, but listen, because this is a podcast. Anyway, have a great week, people, and stay safe. <laughs>